Ah, jeez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are turning a little more that way. Uh, it's still a little crooked. It's the Rock Carey Show, and we are live. You just got to get it like that. Turn it like that. That's our new time. I hate, see, that's what I hate about this, this Periscope thing you got. Okay, I guess that's, I guess that's a little better. I don't know. Uh, see, I don't like, I don't like that. The thing needs to come down a little. But whatever. We're, we're still perfecting uh, the set. We're still perfecting everything. I am your wonderful host. This is the new time. Yes, this is the new time that we are broadcasting. It is 7 p.m. here on the West Coast. That means it is 10 p.m. on the East Coast. I had to think about that for a second. We haven't done a night show in a very long time. We actually used to uh, do a program at about, oh gosh, I, but believe it or not, I think it was this exact same time at 7 o'clock. So we actually used to do a show at this time. Many, 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 well, it's actually been a year now. It's been about a year, maybe actually, maybe even longer since we did a night show, but here we are. I know some of you are saying, why, Rob, why did you switch? Why are we doing nights now? Why do we not do the days? Well, you know what? We got a huge show to get to. We'll go through uh, my uh, personal life and what it all means and why we are having a night program for all of the new listeners. Uh, but uh, let's not bore you with that. Don't forget, uh, you can listen to us on Spreaker. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us on Twitter. You can listen to us at com. There's all these ways you can listen to the program. So go there now. Live is on Blog Talk and Spreaker and iHeart. And I guess Periscope and YouTube. Hell, we're live on all the formats. Okay, so last night we did a little after debate show. It wasn't that long. I think we did about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we discussed quickly. Boom, boom, boom. We rattled off some observations. It wasn't meant to be the show that we are doing right now. It was just meant to kind of get things off of our chest, go through some of the things that we noticed. But we were going to save all of our analysis for today's show. Now, I want to start with Lester Holt. Okay? This is going to be a long, long segment. Not Lester Holt. Not Lester Holt being a long segment. I mean, uh, the segment of the debates 
last night. It's going to be a long set. It's probably going to be the entire show. Okay? It's probably going to be the entire show. But we're going to break it down in chunks. Because just uh, banging it out, okay? Just banging it out. Just, just whipping through it won't do it any justice. So I want to go in chunks. The first chunk is Lester Holt. The first chunk is discussing a situation every single one of us on the right knew what would happen. Okay? We've been discussing the media and how the media... are controlled by Democrats, or vice versa. It's not necessarily that they're in the bag for Hillary. They're in the bag for Democrats. That's just the way it is. And if you're a listener of this program, if you've been listening to this program for the last year and a half, you will have heard me repeat over and over and over that where Republicans failed, where Republicans failed the most, for, forget voter outreach, for, forget uh, any autopsy on uh, demographics, where we Republicans failed is controlling the media. We failed controlling the media. The Democrats, after Bush beat Gore, said to themselves, we will never again not control the media. Because at the end of the day, when you look, rather it's Nazis, rather it's China, rather it's Russia, rather it's I you know Stalin, Genghis Khan, whoever. Controlling the media is the most important aspect in running your country, running society. You have to control the media. You have to control what people read. You have to control what people see. You have to control what people listen to. And as long as you control that message, it's not going to happen overnight. But in due time, you affect policy. You change hearts and minds. It's not about getting some congressman from the 16th district. It's not about getting some senator from Utah. Who cares? I've talked about this before on the show. Politicians and, and politics as a whole is a business. Business. That's why this election is so crazy. Because Donald Trump has come in... And disrupted everyone's business. Remember, last night, it was supposed to be Jeb Bush. It was supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. 
politics is a business. Why do you think there's no term limits? Why do you think nothing really ever gets done? You know, that line that Trump used last night, and I think it's going to be uh, a, 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 a huge... If you judge the debates based on CNN or based on Chris Matthews going, Hillary Clinton hit a home run... You're going to be let down. And if you're putting your money on CNN and MSNBC and saying, well, this is what they say. So in turn, the 80 and 90 and 100 million people that watch the debate, they're all thinking the same thing. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. But the line that's going to resonate, which is, Hillary Clinton, you've been doing this for 30 years, and you have nothing to show for it. And it's not just Hillary. All politicians. Nothing ever gets done. Because it's a game. It's a business. That's all it is. It's a business. It's a big business. And everything always has to stay the same. Again, that's why there's no term limits. If there was term limits, if senators and congressmen got in and got out, Oh, you would see change like you wouldn't believe. You would see change like you wouldn't believe. So last night was supposed to be Clinton versus Bush. It was supposed to be. That's what it was supposed to be. But Trump disrupted Everybody's business. Trump disrupted everybody's life. Because there's never going to be another Jeb Bush. He's never going to run again. You might see a Rubio. Maybe Cruz. You're never going to see a Jeb Bush. This was his time. So from day one, Democrats have always known that you control the media. And if you control the media, that is how you change hearts and minds. The Mike Lees, and you can take all the Harry Reeds. doesn't matter. If you control the media, everything else falls in place. Everything else falls in place. Now, the thing that Republicans haven't figured out, 
which is what makes them, by and large, insane. Because what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting a different result. So Republicans know that the moderators of all of these debates I don't care if Lester Holt is a registered Republican. Please. Okay? Listen, if I was a, a hack journalist, all right, if I was a Anderson Cooper, I, I would register as a Republican also, or as Anderson Cooper is registered as an independent. Republicans, no. That the moderators in all of these debates are hack liberals. Republicans know that Wolf Blitzer and the crew at CNN are hack liberals. They know George Epinopoulos, a former Clinton (laughs) advisor, And everyone at ABC are hack liberals. They know the New York Times. They know the Washington Post. They know all of this. Yet, Republicans, in their bizarro mind, still think, oh, we could get a fair shake. This time it's going to be different. It's always going to be different. It's going to be different. We, we have friends at MSNBC. We have, we have friends at NBC. We have friends at ABC. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're hostile to Republicans, but not me. We're buddies. We're pets. No, you're a putz. Okay? You're a I told you, what, two weeks ago when the moderators were listed, I went, okay, why would they agree to this? Well, why would they agree? It's kind of like when uh, MSNBC, or I should say CNBC, uh, did the debates, the Republican debates, and, and it was basically just a bunch of liberal hacks, John Harwood and the rest of these hacks, after the Republicans. It was it was like you know liberal hacks versus sixteen Republican candidates. And at the end of it, everybody went, Well, why would they agree to this? Why would they agree? Well, you know, Rance thought it would be different. Why? Well, why would you think it would be different? It wasn't different four years ago. The Romney uh, Candy Crowley that wasn't different. That wasn't different from 08. It's never different. It's the same. If for Republicans to be like, oh, it'll be different this time, they're insane. It's insanity. You ever notice, listen, have you ever noticed Democrats don't do Fox? Have you ever noticed that? Don't do Fox. Once in a while, you'll get a Democrat that will go on. I'm not talking about pundits, okay? Those of you who are listening, I'm not talking about pundits. I'm not talking about the paid hacks, the shills. 
Okay? I'm talking about senators, congressmen, governors. They don't get Democrats. You don't see Barbara Boxer on Fox News. On a right, maybe it's like a Bigfoot sighting. It is. It's a yitty. When when you see any of them, it's a yitty. When when you see any of them pop up on Fox, like oh wow, there's Barbara Boxer on Fox. What's she doing? It's 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 a yitty. They don't do Fox. Hillary doesn't do Fox. None of them do Fox. I think. Obama has done Fox, what, once? They don't do Fox. They're smart. They know if they do Fox, whether it's Brett Bear or Wallace or, uh, I mean, not Megyn Kelly, but they'll actually be asked questions. No different than Republicans go on CNN and MSNBC, they're asked questions. So Democrats go, well, why do we need to put ourselves out there? Why do we need to do that? Why do we need to subject ourselves to an unfair advantage? That's stupid. I mean, it's just stupid. It's asinine. But Republicans do it. Republicans do it. They, 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 I, I, that's why, you know, I, I've said before, sometimes I think Republicans are, are, are sadomasochistic. That they're into abusing themselves. Because they know going on these Networks. They know going on with George Stepanopoulos. They, they know going on Chuck Todd. They know going on these programs, they're going to get beaten up. They know it. They know it, but they do it anyways. And when they agree to go on there, I know the Chuck Todd's. And the Stephanopoulos is going the back with their people. Like after, you know, the booker gets off the phone and they go, hey, Chuck, we're a go for Marco Rubio. They all look at each other and go, really? Chuck Todd's like, really? He's going to come on the show? Yeah, yeah, he's going to come on the show. <laughs> really? You want to know? You, you, and, and again, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. But if you notice during the primary season, for the most part, Ted Cruz didn't do the shows. He didn't subject himself, pummeled by people he knows were never, ever going to give him a fair shake. Now, again, I'm not a big Ted Cruz fan, and I know he still did some shows. But for the most part, he didn't do them. You gotta be, you gotta be a moron. You gotta be a moron. When, when Trump agreed to do the Chris Matthews town hall, that was beyond just lunacy. 
It's just beyond stupid. Beyond stupid. Why would he agree to that? Because him and Chris Matthews did interviews 10 years ago? Why would he agree to that? And what happened? He got pummeled. Everybody knew Lester Holt was not going to go after Hillary. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. I mean, guys, remember. Just just remember, Lester Holt got the position he got by default. I mean, he got the position he got by default. Brian Williams got caught lying. Okay? Brian Williams got caught lying and got thrown off NBC. And the political correct maneuver. Lester Holt knows. Lester Holt knows that he was given that job. He didn't earn that job per se. If Brian Williams was never caught lying, Brian Williams would still be there. And Lester Holt would be nothing more than, I don't know, Al Roker? Seriously. Or Charlie Rose? Some quasi-news guy yakking up with girls in the morning program? Be Matt Lauer. He'd be the black version of Matt Lauer. Okay. So there was no way, no way Lester Holt was going to rock the boat. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. And every Republican that was part of that committee that went, yeah, okay. Lester Holt, sure. Should be, well, they are. They're, they're, they, they, they got what they got. Beat themselves. Because everybody knew what was going to happen. And it happened. I mean, it happened. I said kudos. I said kudos. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do. They're not going to fire Matt Lauer. They're going to fire. They're not going to fire Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is the number one late night talk show host. Jimmy Fallon is the number one late night talk show host. And Matt Lauer is basically the number one morning Fluff, let's, you know, uh, dress up like women and pretend we're giving birth to simulate what a woman feels like. I don't know, but he's that guy. (laughs) He's that goof. Okay? 
They ain't going to fire him. And they definitely ain't going to fire Allen. But Lester, it wasn't like Lester, it wasn't like, like Lester was a big deal for Ron Williams. I met Ron Williams until the day he decided he didn't want to do it. That was his spot until the dead Brian said, and trust me, okay, trust me, if Brian Williams decided he didn't want to do it because he wanted to be a late-night talk show host, Lester Holt was not the guy they were going to give it to. Lester Holt was the panic. It was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, we got to pull. Okay, uh, Lester Holt, because he's filled in before. And All right, Lester Holt, you're the guy. He's not the number one guy in the nightly news. I think it, the, the pretty boy over on ABC is. So it's not like Lester Holt. Remember, Brian was number one. Lester Holt's not number one. I think the pretty boy is number one. So. Lester Holt took over for the one, and he's not even number one. He's not number one. So, listen. Lester Holt wasn't going to do anything to, to rock the boat. Okay? He wasn't going to do anything to rock the boat. Oh, listen to me, you, you, you retards. Okay? Listen to me. And I hate when I have to comment to, to the retards that are, that are watching. Listen, liberals are not allowed to watch this program, okay? If you're watching on Periscope, liberals are not. I forbid you to watch this program, okay? I forbid you to watch it. If you're a liberal, if you are a, if you are a leftist liberal, you're not allowed to watch this program. I forbid you, okay? And if you are listening, to, I, I, I forbid you to listen. You're not allowed to listen. Okay? You're not allowed to listen. Now, I'm going to take two seconds to, so you can sign off or, or, or turn the radio. You are not allowed to listen. Okay? All right. We have that settled. I got these idiot liberals. Lester Holt's a Republican. Okay, he's a Republican. Okay, he's a, yes, he's a Republican. He is. He's a registered. And Anderson Cooper's an independent, right? Stupid. Anderson Cooper. Mr. I'm going to hang out with Andy Cohen from, from uh, 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 Bravo and do, do gay men periods, pyramids on, on some gay island, on, on the island of gay. Yeah, and, and I'm an independent. Yeah, I'm Anderson Cooper and I'm an independent because there will actually be a Republican that I might go, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh. All right. Like I've said before, if I was a journalist, if I was a journalist, I would also say, oh, I'm a independent. I'm a liberals could go see. Look. Look. Look, he's a Republican. He's a Listen, I'm going to say it again. Liberals, you're not allowed to watch the show. You're not allowed to listen to the show. Sign off. 
Turn your internet radio off. Turn car radio off. If you're in your car, turn it off. Go listen to Megan McCain, okay? Go listen to Megan McCain. Go put on Rachel Maddow. Go put on Rachel Maddow. Hi, Rachel. Go listen to Lawrence O'Donnell. Stupids. Stupids. Anyways, let me get back to my point. So, we all knew what was going to happen. And it happened. Now, God bless Lester Holt. God bless Lester Holt. Ask Trump all the questions you want, because I know birtherism is just something that affects millions and millions of Americans. I get it. But, also ask Hillary Clinton about Benghazi, about, hell, emailing the president of the United States who's using a fake name. Seriously, you notice that's not getting any play? You notice that's not getting any play whatsoever. So ask Trump, ask Trump about his taxes, spend 10 minutes on his taxes. No problem. No problem. Spend 10 minutes on birtherism. No problem. Spend 10 minutes on a 1976 discrimination case involving his dad. No problem. Talk about some missed universe and attempted murder plot. Nobody seems to want to bring that up. She was involved in an attempted murder plot. I, I have no problem. Bring all those things up. Talk about them. Go crazy. But you also have to talk about all the things that are involved with Hillary Clinton. The fact that President Barack Hussein Obama, who said he had no idea Hillary Clinton had a private email server, was emailing Hillary Clinton using a fake name to the point where Huma Abedin commented and said, How is this not classified? It's the President of the United States having a conversation with Secretary Clinton. How is this? So he didn't bring it up. I mean, Lester could have brought that up. So I said, I'm fine. Talk about birtherism. God bless those things. But you can't say you're not in the tank for the Democrat, you can't say you're not freaking out. The Democrats can't say they're not freaking out when a week before it was all about fact check, fact check, and fact check, and fact check, fact check. You got a 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 fact check. Lester Holt's got a fact check. You 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 can't. Everything that the Democrats uh, have been doing, 
everything that CNN's been doing, everything that ABC's been doing, everything that the Washington Times has been doing, everything that the Washington Post, the, the New York Times, the LA Times, the list goes on and on. You can't be doing all those things. And then say, oh, we're not panicked. And you can't have Lester Holt do what he did and not say he's biased. Again, ask Trump a zillion questions. Say to Trump, why are you sniffing? Are you doing coke? And not for nothing, dumbest, but those of you who actually have been following Trump that are a Trump supporter, he's not sniffing. He's going, you go, what's he doing? Why is he taking these deep breaths? They're not sniffs. Okay, you stupid. Listen, I've been around my pair of, uh, of cokeheads. Trust me. Okay, I'm not proud of that. I've been around my share of cokeheads. And when Trump says the mics weren't working, it's not if mics weren't working. The mics were definitely hot, is what you heard. But regardless, I, awesome. Just remember all you uh, liberal douchebags. You're the first ones to cry. You guys are the first ones to cry when anybody brings up Hillary Bell. Like I said, I'm fine with doing all What I'm not fine with is liberals who cry like little bitches. Dirty. Let's get dirty as hell. I'd love to get dirty. I'd love to get dirty. I'd love... Listen, I would love to go... I'd love to go to a, a Trump rally, and every time I see a protester, just punch him in the face. I'd love that. But you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not right. You can do that. I'd love to get dirty. I'd love to get dirty. That's the problem. The one side is the Republican side. Get a little messy. Liberals cry. They cry. Republicans. So it's like, guys, okay, let's all just get dirty. Let's all just get dirty. Got no problem with it. Got no problem with it. But don't pretend that you're outraged when you hear people say, oh, Hillary Clinton is wearing a colostomy bag. Hillary Clinton has Parkinson's. Don't be outraged and then go, oh, well, Trump is on cocaine. Trump is on. Just say, okay, all right, you guys, go ahead, no problem. And then say, Trump is on coke. But don't cry like little bitches. You want to be dirty? Be dirty. That's why I've always said, we know that these protests, we know George Soros creates all these protests. We know that. 
We know it. We know that they create and fund all this anarchy. And I've always said, instead of the right complaining, instead of Republicans complaining and going, this is a George Soros-funded thing, what we need to do is get a couple dollars, okay, get a couple dollars from Adelson or whoever and put together our own protest rally and then show up at Hillary Clinton events and cause chaos. But we don't. Republicans don't. They don't. And I've said before, we need to. They control the media. We don't. We have Fox, and that's not even real. We don't control the media. They control protests. We don't. Why don't we? Why don't we do what they do? Uh, it's always it's always like I, I don't want to say the Republicans take the high road. Like I, I don't want to say that because there there's some of us that that go the low road. But by and large. Republicans do take this, this, this high road. I mean, just think about the Willie Horton ads or the Swift Boat ads. Just think about those things and how Republicans run away from it. The cucks that you see on Fox, the Dana Perinos, it's like they all run away from it. They go, well, you know, we, we don't think you should get in the mud like the, the Willie Horton or, you know, the things that they said about Michael Dukakis uh, saying that, uh, you know, he was he was mentally unstable. You know, that's just such dirty. You know, the Lee Atwater. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? That's how you win. That's how you win. That is how you win. Lee Atwater won. I don't care how dirty, how filthy. Winning. Willie Horton adds, that's winning. So, yeah, not all Republicans take the high road, but they definitely are effed up in the heads. I mean, that's why they do all the liberal shows. That's why they all do the liberal shows. And they couldn't. You know what? We're done with you guys. So you you go do your news programs and just interview Democrat senators. Just interview Democrat. Just forget about it. Just, just go, go. Go, do, just there, go. But we don't. We don't. Instead, he does what he does. 
But and then we all complain. Why didn't he ask? To, well, you know what? We we should have said Lester. You're you no uh, debate commission. Prince Priebus. No, we object to Lester Holt. Or at least have two moderators. At least have two. Have a, I mean, how, how effing hard is that? Seriously, how effing hard is that? That's why I say it, it's business. That's why it's business. That would be too easy. Politics business. Easy. It would be easy to set that up and go, okay, Democrats, who is the person you want? Oh, we want Rachel, we, we want Rachel Maddow. We want Rachel Maddow. Okay, you get Rachel. Hey, uh, Republicans, who do you want? Want Sean Hannity. Okay, there you go. There you go. You get Sean Hannity. And you got Rachel Maddow. It's been simple. Republicans, they're just, they're just, like I said, they're, they're sadomasochists. They enjoy it. They enjoy it. They enjoy it. So, that's Lester Holt. There's the story of Lester Holt. Okay? We knew what we were getting with Lester Holt. We knew ultimately what would happen happened. So we shouldn't be surprised. Okay? We shouldn't be surprised. And I'm not surprised. I'm just making an observation. And I'll say it again. You liberal douchebags that are listening to the show or watching us on YouTube or uh, Periscope, you're not allowed to watch. You're not allowed to listen. I forbid you. You're not allowed. Okay? You're not allowed. You're not allowed to listen to the show. So just stop. Please, just stop. Go listen to... to, to go watch Rachel uh, Maddow. I think she's on now. Or Chris Hayes. Go sip some Starbucks or something. Now, we got Mr. Holt and our first segment out of the way. Let's now jump into the debate. The first 30 minutes of that debate. Now, now, you realize, okay, you realize, again, what CNN says, whether it's uh, Van Jones or Dana Nash, uh, Wolf Blitzer, or Anderson Cooper. Listen, those of you liberals who actually take Anderson Cooper seriously, those of you liberals who actually look at Anderson Cooper and go, you know what, he's a serious journalist. He's, he's de- you, you need to have your heads checked, okay? Just seriously. 
when you criticize Trump as 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 being this reality show host, he's an and yet Anderson Cooper is somehow the next the gay Walter Cronkite. It's 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 mind blowing. Okay, this is a guy who does what Brian Seacrest does on New Year's Eve. He sits on there with an F hag. Seriously, with an F hag, T. Griffith, and he talks about her boobs. Gropes um Don Lemon drunk hot tub. Th- these are people that are serious journalists. And Anderson Cooper is going to be part of the moderation. He's to be a moderator. But if you honestly think that everything CNN says, and everything uh, CNN tells the masses is what a hundred million people are feeling. You're again delusional. And if you thought any way, shape, or form, if you thought any way, shape, or form that CNN anything different. You're also delusional. You're also delusional. If Trump did to Hillary Clinton for nine minutes what he did in the first half hour, do you really think, do you really think CNN would have said, oh my God, Trump was amazing. He was, he was just, he was the most it was, it was just, oh my, please, please, stop, okay, stop, and all of you liberal douchebags out there, just remember this, the tide did not because of Hillary Clinton. The tide turned because Lester Holt was getting word. Rather, it was being told to him. Rather, there was a producer off stage giving him the Iggy or just instinctively. When Hillary Clinton was getting humbled, okay, when Hillary Clinton was getting Humbled. The tide, okay, the tide turned when Lester Holt said, oh, Mr. Trump, let's talk about birtherism. No, and it was like, mwah, mwah, mwah. Mr. Trump, let's talk about your tax returns. Let's talk about the discrimination case that you and your daddy with back in the 70s. 
Sundays. It's like the Debbie Downer music. So it wasn't Hillary Clinton and her great debating skills. It was Lester Holt. Hillary Clinton was getting destroyed for about 40 minutes, about 30 minutes. You're a liberal douchebag, and you don't admit that. Well, you're just liberal douchebag. I mean, you're still a liberal douchebag. That's what you are. You're a liberal douchebag. That's it. Well, hey, uh, let me just just out there. Hey, douchebag, you, you seem to be listening. You seem to be typing be one of the 14 people. That's what you're doing. You got to love the, you got to love the Periscope people who go Is Anybody see to you? Uh, I'm just trolling you. Really? you what, what a loser you are. It's your typical it's your typical liberal douchebags. That's your typical Hillary Clinton supporters. That, that, forget Hillary Clinton. That's your typical Democrat. That's typical Democrat. Democrats are traditionally douchebag losers. That's what they are. They will always be. Always. They will always be. They're the guys that watch CNBC, the... They love Rachel Maddow. That's what they do. That, it, is, you know, it is what they, it is. So, Hillary Clinton, okay, Hillary Clinton did not, and I repeat, did not turn that debate. So, what's her hope? So, she didn't do anything to stop the polling for the first 30 minutes. She, she didn't do... She basically gave the uh, lifeline look to Lester Holt. The lifeline... If you notice, she kept looking down at her notes. She just kept looking down at her notes. She had, she, she had a stack of cue cards. Just a stack of cue cards. Go watch the dip for, for for all the people that like to count how many times uh, Donald Trump sucked in air through his nose. Count how many times Hillary Clinton was obviously reading off cue cards that are in front of her. Those first 30 or 40 minutes, there, 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 there was no canned, her canned responses were not, for what Trump was coming under with. The canned responses were not suitable. So she's sitting there looking at what her responses are supposed to be, and they're not matching up 
You know, she's sitting there going, okay, well, Lester hasn't asked uh, the question about my looks yet, so I, I can't talk about uh, the, uh, the, the the beauty pageant uh, winner there. Okay, well, damn, okay. Oh, wait a minute. I can't talk about this either. Oh, no. Oh, God. I, okay, wait a minute. Now, I can't talk about this. So, for those first 30 minutes, the the pummeling was unmerciful. The pummeling was unmerciful. So it wasn't Hillary Clinton that maneuvered out of getting pummeled. It was Lester and birthism. Now the question is, let's pretend... There's no partisan shit. Let, let's just pretend everything is on the table. What does birtherism have to do with anything that the majority of the American people care about? What is birtherism? Seriously, what is birtherism? Five. Working in a steel mill, working in the mines, working uh, for for a bank, being a teller, being a construction uh, uh, work. What does birtherism have to do with any of that? Seriously, what birtherism have to do with any of that? It doesn't. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. But, okay, like I said, we all knew what we were getting into. And we have to deal with the consequences. Will we learn from it? No. Because four years from now, we're going to be doing this exact same thing. Six months from now, we're going to be doing the exact same thing. The midterm election. We're going to be doing the exact same thing. We're never going to learn from this. Then we're going to learn from it. And then from birtherism to the Texas. And again, do you really think That the majority of the American people give a crap about tax returns. Do, do you really think? Again, not the people that watch CNN every day or watch MSNBC, but you're at, because 130 million people vote. And 80 million, I don't know, 82 million people watched the debate last night. I don't think all the exact numbers are in. Something like 81 and a half, 82. Now, out of those 80-something million people, you know how many people on any given day Watch the lead with Hack Tapper. 300,000. 
and the primetime guys, even if it's O'Reilly. I mean, you talk about two, three million people. You have 80 million people that vote. 80 million people that watched this last night. 80 million will vote. Total, 130 million will vote. And we're sitting here, armchair quarterback. I mean, that's all you heard today. That's all, that, that, that's all you heard today. That's all you heard today. Whether it was on the left or on the right. The left, it was... Hillary Clinton, you're the greatest in the world. You, you know, you are Mother Teresa as a politician. And if you're on the right, it was Trump should have said this. Trump should have said that. Why well, this is where he should have said this. When talking about he should have said this. You know, that's all fine and dandy. If you're a politician, that's all fine and dandy. If you were born. Into a political family. If you were born into a political dynasty. If at the age of 25. You've done nothing. But work for the moment. That you get the shot. To be president or governor. Yeah. Sure. 100%. If you're John McCain. You're damn right, armchair quarterback McCain. Guy that's 70, I don't even know how old he is. Been doing this for 40 years, 100%. But for my friends on the right, to do an armchair quarterback, rather it's Mark Levin or Glenn Beck, who's still... Heartbroken over Ted Cruz to say he should have said this and he should have said that and he should have done this and he should have done that. And see, that's the thing that people, at least in that world, on CNN, on MSNBC, on the other news programs, ABC, whatever. Half the time they want to talk about Trump and his pluses. And then the other half the time, they want to talk about his plus and negatives. And why? It's a distraction for him not to be a politician. It's like, pick which one on which given day he connects with voters because he's not a politician. So your average voter, because again, remember, let, let, let's break this down. Always remember this. You got 103 million people that vote. Okay. You got uh, uh, 61, 62 million last election that voted for Republicans. I think 67 million that voted for Obama, for the Democrats. 
out of that, 96% are going to vote left or right, no matter what. They're going to vote left or right. It's that mushy middle. It's the tweener. That's what I like to call them. Tweeners. It's the tweeners. And it's those tweeners to a career politician. Now, I'm sure some of them are, but by and large, most of them not. That's why, depending on what poll you follow, and as far as CNN is concerned, their poll is the only poll that matters. Watching them talk about their poll was like watching a little kid talk about his little league team as the greatest team in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's very comical. When anybody brings up the, the, the snap poll, oh, well, you know, CNBC uh, poll, the time poll, the heavy poll, all of these different polls that had Trump, Cooper, and Wolf Blitzer, and Hack Tapper are quick to go, well, those are unscientific polls. Our poll is only scientific poll, and our poll. Says Hillary Clinton won in a landslide. Our poll is the only poll that matters. Okay, all right, we get it. Your poll is it. Sorry. Stupid us. Your poll is the only poll that matters. I watched Andy Cooper this afternoon. A clip of Trump at a rally talking about the polls, and it goes back to Anderson Cooper. He goes, let me just say, he looks at Ken, let me just say that the polls that Donald Trump is talking about are not scientific polls. And then a couple people on the panel go, yeah, those aren't, those aren't real polls. Our poll is the real poll. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sor- sorry, Anderson. I was like, <laughs> Sorry. Our poll's the only poll. Okay. The poll's the only poll. We get it. We get it. So it's that middle. It's that middle. Is that middle going to be swayed by the career politician getting assistance from Lester Holt or the non-career politician I don't know but when the armchair quarterbacks on the right say oh Trump should have said this Trump should have said that Trump should have the thing that is attracting 
people to Trump is the fact that people see themselves in Trump. Maybe not everything. But at least the aspect of when someone attacks you, you defend yourself. And sure, maybe Trump shouldn't have spent 10 minutes trying to defend himself on birtherism. Maybe he shouldn't have spent 10 minutes defending himself on taxes. Maybe the smarter move, maybe the political move, was that of Hillary Clinton. I made a mistake. I was wrong. End of story. Maybe that's the smarter move. I don't know. And it seems all the armchair quarterbacks out there don't really know. Because remember, a lot of these armchair quarterbacks, all my friends on the right, a year ago, said Trump would never get to where he is today. Rather it's Levin, rather it's Sykes, rather it's Hugh Hewitt. Nobody, nobody, nobody said Trump would be where he is. Now remember, guys, there's still two debates left. There's still two debates left. And I don't need to bring this up. It's been brought up not all day, but it's been being kicked around. And that is Obama lost the debate with Mitt Romney. That first debate, Obama lost. Now, of course, nobody painted the picture that they're painting that involves Trump right now. Nobody's saying, or I should say, nobody said back then Obama was done. Nobody said that. It was just Obama had an off night. Obama had an off night, and yet he's a career politician. Hillary Clinton had a little assistance from Lester Holt, and Trump is done. And again, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I don't think so. I don't think so, because for the first 30 or 40 minutes, the American people that mushy middle, those tweeners watched Donald Trump beat the hell out of Hillary Clinton. And she had no answers for anything. She had no answers for it. Rather you tuned out after that or you stayed in there. 
that, my friends, is the first impression that lasts for a long, long time. Now, out of the 82 million people that watched, when someone on the left goes, all 82 million stayed. From beginning to end, they all stayed. You could believe that. You could believe that. Oh, that's not the case. You know the first 30, 40 minutes was the thing that Everybody watched. Everybody was glued to the first 30 or 40 minutes. And within those first 30 or 40 minutes, the left was losing their mind. If you went on Twitter, whether it was Bill Maher or the unhealthy Michael Moore, they, they, were, they were losing their minds. So the first 30 or 40 minutes, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important in anything. I mean, just when you're watching a movie, when you're sitting there on Netflix, think about this. When you're sitting there on Netflix and you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, what do I want to watch? What do I want to watch? Oh, what's this movie? Okay, uh, 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 chicks in bikinis, a squirrel, a guy in a mask, and a hatchet. Hmm, is this good? Does this have potential? I don't know. Let's put it on. If it doesn't grab me within the first 10 or 15 minutes, I'll go to something else. How many times have we done that? How many times have we done that? The first, I said 15, the first 30 minutes, the first 35 minutes. I mean, hell, in the debates before, it was all about the first 30 or 40 minutes. Once those debates got started and then they took a commercial break, came back from the commercials and they took another commercial break i was already kind of getting up you know let me you know i'll let me let me start cooking dinner or let me let me do something and i'll listen to it in the background you know after the first 30 minutes 35 minutes and they started getting into birtherism you know people started tuning out You know, people started tuning out. Now, the people that are diehard leftists, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racism, 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 racism. But the mushy middle, because remember, that's all we're talking about here. Okay? We're talking about tweeners. We're talking about the mushy middle. You have the hard left, you have the hard right, you got the mushy middle. The mushy middle. Those are the ones that go, I voted for Obama in 08. You know, the whole hope and change and the whole, you know, black thing. 
You know, I figure, hey, yeah, first black president. You know, it's cool. You know, all my friends were like, hey, come on. Our lifetime, are we going to have a chance to vote for the first black president? So I did. But then 2012, no way. How many people did that exactly? Millions. Millions. Now, yeah, Mitt Romney still lost. Because he was a mushy middle. <laughs> he was a mushy middle. That middle. Now, is that middle going to be swayed by birtherism? Because that middle we're talking about is Pennsylvania. Is Ohio, is Florida, is Michigan, is Wisconsin, is Colorado. It's not California, and it's not Texas. It's not New York, and it's not Jersey. It's not Arkansas. It's not Rhode Island. You know, it's the same thing with these national polls. Oh, Hillary Clinton's up by five. Oh, the polls are tight. You know these national polls take samplings. At least they're supposed to. At least they're supposed to. Remember, you, you, could, you could play with these polls however you want. And whenever you hear people talk about that, I'm not saying, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's 44 to 41. We're just going to put it at 48 to 40. That's not what we're talking about talking about who they sample how they sample the the type of question they sample i mean you know let's face it and they even admitted to it last night but the cnn poll the poll they did uh, after the debate was skewed as far as having more Democrats in their sampling than Republicans. That's a fact. Okay? That's a fact. That's a fact. One of God, uh, the, 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 the un, I don't want to say facts. I don't want to offend uh, people that are fat. The unhealthy guy. Okay? The guy that's on uh, CNN. The unhealthy guy with the glasses. That it could be a lot of people. <laughs> but he even talked about the snap poll and said the sampling. He goes, the sampling's a little bit more uh, skewed to the Democrats than Republicans, but still, scientific poll. I'm hearing it was something like uh, 40 to 20. But whatever. It is what it is. Okay? It is what it is. But when they do those polls, they take samplings from California. They take samplings from Texas. They take samplings from Arkansas. 
At least they're supposed to. And they put all those numbers together, and they go, all right, Hillary Clinton is up five nationally. But is that really an accurate assessment? California is blue. Texas is red. New York is blue. Arkansas is red. Does it matter to get samplings from those states? They're not going to flip. The only thing any of us should care about is Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan. These are the only things that matter. It's the only things that matter. That's it. That's why the Electoral College is kind of funky. Because in theory, those four, five, six states, Colorado, throw them in there, are the ones that decide the election. You have California and you got New York. Two of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, populated, I mean, throw Texas in there, but as far as population, but. When I'm talking about, you know, California, you got the, the, the movie industry and you got, I mean, the entertainment in general, you know, uh, Silicon Valley, you got the, you know, your, your YouTubes and your goggles and your Facebooks and all that stuff. In New York, you got your financial institutions and everything that goes along with it. And yet, those two states, don't make a difference as it pertains to presidential. It doesn't matter what happened there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It only matters Ohio does. It only matters what Pennsylvania does. It only matters what Wisconsin does. It only does. That's it. So that's where the elections are decided. So the question is, will somebody in Pennsylvania, somebody in Ohio, somebody in Florida, will they care about birtherism? Black Lives Matter? Okay. But are you going to vote Republican in the first place? I mean, are you going to vote public in the first place? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Care about birtherism. Do the people in those states care about the 70s? And Trump's dad being sued for housing discrimination. I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to care? Are the tweens, is the mushy middle going to care? The back and forth about the Iraq war. 
the back and forth, they ain't care. Is that something that they're going to care about? I don't know. Now, those first 30 or 40 minutes, Hillary was getting pummeled. And it was about trade. And it was about being in politics, being in the government for 30 years and doing nothing. Those 30 minutes. Did they go from sitting there on the couch with their eyes wide open going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, to, oh, I got to piss. There's no commercial in this? Holy smoly. You know what? Let me go piss. What did they talk about? Birtherism. Ugh. Ugh, I don't care. Let me go piss. Come back. They're still talking about it? And your buddy's like, yeah, there's, I don't know, Trump birth certificates. He did a survey. Oh, I don't care about that. Did those tweeners at home, did the mushy middle watch this happen and go, wow. They're bringing that up. Do you think they'll bring up any of the other stuff that involves Clinton? Oh, they're bringing up something from the 70s involving Trump. Do you think they'll bring something up from the 70s involving Clinton? The armchair quarterbacks on the right. That's when Trump unloaded on her about, about Bill and yeah, yeah, sure. But again, we all seem to be forgetting that there's still two more debates. Still two more debates. Still two more debates. There's still a lot of time. And I want to keep Bringing up the whole Obama lost the first debate. But he did. And I don't want to bring up my talking point that I've always brought up. And that is we live in a country that is all about that moment. We live in a country that is all about right now. And in another day, or another two days, everything from this debate will be forgotten. And should another terrorist from Turkey go and shoot a bunch of people in Macy's, or a couple terrorists put a bomb in New York. Some DNC leaked information about Obama using a fake name, communicating with Hillary Clinton. Notice everything kind of went silent as it pertains to Charlotte. All of a sudden, 
question, the guy's the the gun the guy had was stolen, and you know, all this information coming out and doesn't really fit. Doesn't really fit what liberals want as far as narratives hear about. Are they still protesting? Are they still wandering the streets, screaming and yelling? Are they? So, again, the first 30 or 40 minutes, Hillary Clinton, it then shifted gears to Lester Holt asking about birtherism, about taxes. And, and, let me ask you guys this question, and I've, again, talked about it on this show countless times before. You guys got to remember, those of you who watch us on Periscope and are new to what we're doing, we've been doing this for about a year and a half. The Periscope thing is new. Because people, like, you got to go on Periscope. You got to just put the show on Periscope. I hate Periscope. I'd rather just do a real TV show, a formatted show. But you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. That's where we are. Go to iHeartRadio. On the radio. Go on car. iHeartRadio. The Rob's Carrio. If you got Roku, you got, if you got a new car, not one of the old jalopies. One of them, but a new car. It doesn't have to be a, a Mercedes. A Nissan. A Nissan. A Nissan. You got our radio. I put my, I listen to myself. I'm a marker myself. I love my, I'm doing this for a year and a half. We've talked about this middle. We've talked about the people that really decide the election. We talk about the attention span. So we've laid this out countless times before. And a recurring theme is the tax question. And this pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Do you pay your fair share or do you use loopholes? Do you use... And I've always said on this program, I don't know anybody. I know the, the normal thing to say is too many, but I don't know anybody. I mean, I've had a pretty colorful life. I've, I've, I've lived Earth for a while. I don't know anybody. Who sits around my fair share? Woo! Oh, I can write that off. I'm not going to write that off. I want to pay more. Woo! How much do I owe? I only owe $1,000. That's not enough. I want to owe more. 
thousand. I want to owe three thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know anybody that does that. I don't know anybody that, given the chance, given the opportunity, takes the route to pay less taxes. I, I, I don't know anybody that does that. I don't know anybody that does that. So this weird, bizarre argument that the left always makes, and the Republicans always get sucked into this weird vortex. Instead of doing what Trump uh, has said in the past, and what he said last night, as obtained to the taxes. He said, because I'm smart, that's good business. Does anybody hear that and go, oh, what a jerk? Because we all do the same thing. And to be in a tax bracket where we pay tax. Because remember, actually pay tax. You have to make real money. And I'm talking about millions, but if you make 25000 a year, you ain't paying any tax. You're getting money back at the year. You're getting money back at the end of the year. you got to be in that 50, 60, 70, $80,000 range to actually start paying tax. And if you do your taxes yourself, or you go to H&R Block, or you have an account that does it for you, that doesn't open you up. You are constantly figuring or whoever pay as little tax as possible. So your accountant or your agent or whoever tells you take a car to work. Yes, I do. Well, you can write a portion of that off on your taxes. I can? Yes, you can. Well, how much? Well, this is what you are legally allowed to do, but it's like speeding. If the speed limit's 55, you're not going to go to jail for doing 60 or 62. If the law states you can only write off 20%, no one's going to put you in jail for writing off 25%. Okay. Who sits there when they're doing their taxes and goes, so I can write this off? I don't want to write it off. No, 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 no. But you could legally write this off. I'm not talking about, you know, push. No, 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 no. I don't want to write that off at all. Yeah, but you're allowed to. I don't want to do that. Why? Because I want to pay more. Actually, I want to pay my fair share. Yeah, but your fair share states that you could write this off. Well, then I don't want to write that off. I want to pay more because I want to pay for schools. And Hillary Clinton said that if I don't pay this tax, kids aren't going to go to school. 
I don't know if this argument works. And it's kind of like the whole immigration argument, the whole uh, uh, Latino vote argument. When the left somehow has bamboozled the right into believing that they have to pander Latinos in order to win the White House. And it's the same thing with the taxes. It's like you're not allowed to say, I try to pay as little tax as possible. The left has somehow made that the wrong answer. But yet, everybody in America follows that guideline. Everybody in them, there is not one person in the United States of America who works a nine-to-five job, who works at a bank, who works in the steel mills, auto factory, wherever. There's not one person. How do I pay less tax? How do I not give money to the government. What do I do? I mean, people move out of state because certain states have lower tax rates. And I'm not talking about millionaires. I have a lot of friends who move from California to Arizona and Las Vegas because the tax rate and the cost of living, which is really based off of taxes is lower in the two states. Those are people that said, I don't want to pay the tax that I'm paying, so I'm willing to uproot my life and move. But when Trump says, okay, I didn't pay tax. That's smart. Hi, gotcha. How about that a guy? I was Trump. Part of his taxes the fact that he's maneuvered away to pay little taxes possible. I, I will go here, guys. Here. Here you go. They don't do the same thing. And you can't go, well, Trump is a billionaire. It doesn't matter. Money's all relative. Seriously, money's all relative. You can't look at somebody that's a billionaire and all of a sudden go, well, they should pay more. Well, then you should pay more. Why should they pay more? They make more? That's stupid. Money's... Listen, I got a friend who's loaded, like beyond loaded. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget the time in this deal. And I said, hey man, give me X percentage on this. And he goes, why? Our deal is 20%. I said, yeah, but... I need the money more than you. He goes, how you figure? I go, look, you got a Ferrari out there. You have more money than me. And he goes, okay, and? And I go, well, I get an extra percentage. He goes, listen, every problem you have that's based around money, it's the same problems I have. My problems and the money might be bigger. The issues 
to be things that you can't fathom. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to make my car payment. Yeah, you have a Nissan. I have a Ferrari. But that shouldn't make a difference. Now, if you're hating on me because I have a Ferrari, well, that's different. That, that, that's jealousy. That, that, you know, that, that has nothing to do with this or an extra percentage. I have all the same problems you have. You make $85,000 a year, I make $850,000 a year. But at the end of the month, I have bills. I have a family to look after. I have to keep generating money. I have to do everything you have to do, except what I do is on a bigger scale. And I went, huh. Never looked at it that. I mean, you were, I'm three, at the time, I'm 39 years old. And I'm like, huh. It doesn't matter if Trump or Bill Gates or whoever makes $20 billion a year. And you only make twenty thousand a year. Your situation is different than their situation. And if you're sitting in our block, going, "How do we not pay these tax?" They're doing the same thing. You can't go, "Yeah, but they're a beaner. They should." That's that acidine. And if that's your logic, they'll live in a communist country. Seriously, go, go live in a communist country because you can't talk about free speech and you can't talk about gay rights. and You, you can't talk about all these things. And, you know, uh, immigration and everybody that comes into this card and plays uh, by the rules should have the same opportunity. You can't talk about all this stuff. But it pertains to rich people say, well, you shouldn't be allowed to not pay tax. should be allowed to do that. Well, you can't be all these other things and have that philosophy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. And to that middle, to that mushy middle that I like to call it, answers and the fact defends himself. The fact that Trump doesn't sound like a politician. The fact that Trump sounds like any of us is what appeals to the people that he needs to win this election. He doesn't need the hipster douchebags in California. He doesn't need the hipster douchebags in New York. Okay? He doesn't need the hipster douchebags in New York City, in Greenwich Village, that wear a, a scarf and a sweater in the middle of summer because they're cool. He doesn't need them. People in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, he needs the mushy middle. He needs those people that go, I hate paying taxes.
I hate paying taxes. And yeah, if somebody does a crappy job, why should I pay them? Oh, Hillary Clinton, you know, Donald, there's vendors and there's these people that did work for you. There's someone in the audience and they did work. Okay. That was a crappy job. These are the same people. These are the same people. Listen, these are the same people that give awards and trophies to individuals who finish ninth. Okay? These are people that believe in giving a star to every child. Good job. These are the people. These are the people that don't believe in doing a good job. So these are the people that go, well, it doesn't matter if the job that you were supposed to do was done good. It's the fact that you showed up and you did that work. Yeah, but they didn't do a good job. So? So? Well, that kid didn't win the race. He finished eighth. Why did you give him a trophy? Because he ran the race. What? How does that work? Well, under the Obama uh, uh, regime, that, that's what we deal with. In the Obama liberal world, the, I mean, because the last seven and a half years, where we are has been, I, it's never been bad. I, I, We've always been in a liberal world. Of course we have. We've, we've always been dominated. But like I've said before, it's been more hidden. It's, it hasn't been as overt. You know, the, the, the left was always able to go, oh, that's, come on. You know, right-wing conspiracy. Wow, we're not, you know, come on. We're not, we're not liberals here on this, this network. We're not no, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. So we've evolved in the last seven and a half years. To this point where finishing seventh, you get a trophy. Doing work, even if it's crappy work, you get paid. And again, I don't. The argument that Hillary makes plays to the mushy middle. I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe the coal worker or the miner, the blue collar. Hell, even some teachers. I, I don't believe all of these people, even though I know teachers are unions and they're all Democrats, but, uh, you know. You you might get one or two in there, but the 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 working class, okay? How about that? This is the word I don't believe the working class buys the notion that showing up is just good enough. I don't believe the construction worker, the factory worker, buys into well, I showed up. I deserve a paycheck. I showed up. 
I, I believe they identify with someone saying, showing up is not good enough. Just showing up, just being a warm body is not good enough. If you're on an assembly line, just going through the motions is not good enough. Because if you're not filling quotas, and you're not doing what has to be done to make that factory excel, you're going to get fired. You're not going to get a paycheck. So I think those people identify when Trump goes, that person did a bad job and I didn't pay them, then so be it. The next time, do a better job. Sure. Hipster, douchebag liberals will go, oh, because they're the ones that have the kids that finish last place and they still take them to Chuck E. Cheese and go, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. Apple, you were so good. You were so good. Pascal, you were exceptional to lay. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Papa. Oh, my gosh. You almost finished 10th. I know, Papa. I know. That reasoning... That reasoning doesn't gel with them because they give their kids pizza parties and ribbons for being losers. Second place, okay. Third, uh, but, you know, last? No. And I think the factory worker, I, I think the construction worker, I think he can identify when Trump goes, listen, did a crappy job. I didn't pay him. Because that factory worker would never in a million years think, hey, you know what? I'm going to show up to this factory and just go through the motions. We're supposed to lay, you know, three miles of road today. You know what? Let's go through the motions and lay Five miles of road, or five, uh, five, five miles, hey, 500 feet of road. So, again, if, if, if I was Trump, if I was Trump's team, I'd say, you know what? Here's the taxes. You know what? In this case, in that case, this is what I did. I paid. tax on this. I didn't pay any tax. On this person, see this person? Yeah, he didn't get get paid. Want to see why he didn't get paid? Take a look at this garbage that they did. I'm going to pay for this garbage? And then look to the camera and go, all of you workers out there. All of you night workers. Do you do garbage work? Go through the motions every day. When you say made in America, do you want made in America to once it leaves the showroom fall apart? Hell no. So I never got the whole 
tax argument. I never got the whole, someone does a crappy job, they should still get paid. I mean, months ago. I think uh, Dave Beast, they're the quintessential liberal douchebag. Inter- I mean, they're rival Huffington Post. I mean, it's like, who's more liberal douchey, Huffington Post or Dave Beast? Olivia Nunzio or every single jack-off the Huffington Post that lives in their parents' basement and writes articles for $100 a store. But which one is more liberal douchebag here? So it's, it's, it's tough. But I think the Daily Beast did an article where Trump talked about not paying the events because the sound kept going in and out. And that led them to write a story about Trump not paying this vendor because he said they did a bad job and messed up this cabinet work. So that led in to these stories at the end of the article, you went to what the Daily Beast is saying that at the end of the day, the sound people go up to Trump at whatever event it was and goes, hey, can we get our $1,000? And the Trump people go, yeah, no problem. You know what? We were thinking we'd actually give you more. Sound was cutting in and out. Microphone Broke a few times, but hey, you know what? You show up, you set up your equipment. Here you go. Plus a 10% tip. I'm 43. Back in the, it, it, when I was going up, I mean, that, that wouldn't even cross the mind. So it sounds cliche, but one of my chores to get Money for, <laughs> you know, well, back then I would use it to buy, you know, dope and stuff, but <laughs> beer, sneak, you know, and that. But it was supposed to, you know, not be for that. I wouldn't mow the lawn. I mowed the lawn. And it had to have perfect lines. I had to get the weed whacker and I had to go around the pool because back in the 80s you didn't really have in-ground pools. I mean, you did, but if you did, you were like over-the-top close. My dad wasn't a drill sergeant, but it would, you know, come out and look, and a couple of pet peeves, you know, the the grass around the pool, pick up grass, not leaving clippings all over the yard. So in time, the sun rises out you get spots. So you would check it out, and then I would get paid. And if it was a crappy job, you'd have to do the whole process again. He didn't go, you know what, son? You show up. You sh- it's like 
show up. Can't do no shit. Don't think my mushy friends. Don't believe they brought up that way either. I believe the voters Trump needs in Ohio and Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Colorado, Colorado extent. Hi. Hi. Here's my taxes. But the left The voters that he needs like about. He'll say, yeah. I didn't pay that because I'm smart. I didn't pay him because he didn't do a good job. Because the majority of the American people, or at least the millions that Trump needs, in the states we're talking about, would the exact thing. How do I pay the tax? I only to get paid for the And if I paying for my lawn or wait on me in a restaurant. A bed, making them money as a and or maybe not pay them at all. So I'll tell you, if I was his advisor, I would Well, you're a there. Okay. And that that win is three thousand dollars them if they pay tax. I voted for Obama because you know it's a black thing. You know. Just, just the right thing to do. <laughs> the time. Those are the people. And I'm, we, we could do uh, that. So I believe that the go either left or they could go right. The tweeners, they care about birtherism. I don't believe they care about a 1974 case of discrimination. I don't believe they care about taxes. I don't believe they care about stiffing somebody that doesn't do a good job. I don't believe that. I don't believe the Howard Stern appearance, being that it is Howard Stern, who up until recently 
was the quintessential misogynist, racist, gutter trash, shock jock that liberals despised. But now he's the Steve Croft of the airwaves. He's now this this pillar of uh, journalism. Like I said before, part of a, a, a cottage industry is calling shows or calling TV shows. I just want to tell you, I'm a big, big fan. Great. Um, about Hotstern's penis. That's, that's who left is now going to talk about Donald Trump. It's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Those of you who go tell you listen. I don't even want to tell you what happened because you will officially say I am uh, bourgeois. Okay, you will officially say I am. We don't hold back on the show. He died. The dead. Battery died. So, we lost Joe. <laughs> Throw the carry Joe. Continue. I don't believe that we'll care about how stern Iraq orgasming on my wife. Uh, yeah, mm, I guess so. But I wish we would have done it better the first time. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe the American people, or I should say the mushy middle, care. Just don't believe it. I don't believe it. And last but definitely not least, and you realize, and you realize that the final question that Les Hole threw up there, that final question about Hillary Clinton and not having the cinema and Hillary Clinton look presidential you know that question was a setup you you realize that it's a hundred percent a setup I mean she had her canned Answer. She had that set. 
Miss Venezuela? What's up? They've been running ads involving Miss Venezuela. They've been running ads. She has been talking about Donald Trump calling her. Now, of course, nobody heard that. Not one person can substantiate Donald Trump going, hey, you're, you're a fucking Hey, Miss. Now let's. Okay. Uh, for a minute. Can we? This woman. Okay. This woman competed in a beauty contest. All right. This woman competed in a beauty contest. Beauty contests, whether it's Miss Universe, whether it's Miss USA, single, one of them, have rules as to how you are to look, uh, how you are to act. Follow these rules, you get fired. For us to be debating now, Miss Venezuela from 1996, who was crowned the universe and gained. 60 pounds over the course of her doing all the things she's supposed to be doing as Miss Universe. So, Venezuela so did she putting on nearly 60 So, it was a media story to Donald Trump of this, saying that he was a slob, not Donald Trump, but how turned. So, this was a big story. The fact that Donald Trump, who had just bought this universe, was now... In, in this controversy, because the winner had now gained 60 pounds. Now think about this, you guys. We are debating a beauty pageant, media firestorm. And CNN, none other 
than the great liberal beacon was doing stories talking about how she was expanding. Universe. And so the press came down and videoed her working out and doing sit-ups. Again, we're talking about a beauty pageant. We're talking about a beauty pageant that is taken very seriously in the beauty pageant world. And we seem to be focusing, she could not be a big fat person. How it was wrong. Imagine all the other women that were in that beauty pageant. Imagine the runner-up or the third-place girl. The fit. And saying... Wow, we lost to this girl. We lost to her. This girl is supposed to be the best-looking, most talented beauty pageant winner in the entire universe. Not Miss USA, but universe. And here she is, not being able to do the things that is required as the most beautiful girl in the universe. I mean, think about those women. Think about how they must have felt. We're not talking about a secretary, guys. We're not talking about a woman who's working in the pit cage at the Taj Mahal. Talking about a beauty test. Whose job, from the time you win that count, to the time the next pageant takes place where you hand that crown off, the job is to be that person that won that crown. And if you become a great fat person, you've broken the contract. Now, do I have to remind you guys that Vanessa Williams got her crown taken away, that Vanessa Williams was basically asterisked. I mean, mean, she got her crown taken away. Up until last year, when Miss America decided to right a wrong, they, they they basically did, well, they haven't done it with Pete Rose yet. Last year, Miss America basically said, you know what? 
we can't necessarily give you the crown back because we crowned another woman, but we can make a little presentation and basically give you the title of Mid-America back and say, we're sorry, and let you in Miss America Hall of Fame. And people applauded. People had tears in their eyes. Vanessa Williams was a judge. Guys, Vanessa Williams got her crown taken away and was ostracized because she posed in penthouse many, many, many years before Miss America. She posed nude in penthouse. And Miss America pageant said, hey, we can't have our Miss America being a slut. Now, of course, bringing this up, nobody is even talking about how bizarre the conversation about a 1997 Miss Universe pageant winner is. But the fact the Daily Beast, Huffington Post, and Mr. Holt and Hillary Clinton decided to talk about a girl whose job. Remember this. You look good. She did not work in the casino. She did not work in the office. Her job was to look good. She won Miss Universe. She gained a lot of weight. And in turn, she got heat for it. This has nothing to do with being a misogynist. This has nothing to do fat shaming. It has everything to do with you won a championship. You won a crown from 50 other girls. And that is being the most beautiful. Your job for the next 12 months is to look exactly like you do. If you go and gain 60 pounds, you do not look like Miss Universe. I mean, Vanessa Williams got stripped of her crown. You've got girls that have been Dickens teen got stripped of her crown because she did some type of... Um, Porno-y, weird thing. You've had other girls get stripped of their crown or almost stripped of their crown because 
of of like a, a substance abuse problem. Other girls, because they said racist things on their Twitter. I mean, come on, man. Come on. And then the real funny part of this story is this Miss Universe was involved in driving. Listen, she drove the getaway car for a shooting. In Venezuela. Somebody was almost killed. And a Venezuelan judge concluded that insignificant, there was insufficient evidence to arrest her as an accomplice. You know, OJ beat the case, right? But did he do it? So here's this woman. Driving the getaway car of an attempted murder in Venezuela. And this is who everyone's using as an example of Trump's misogyny. just amazing and I ask you this will the tweeners and the mushy middle give a crap about a beauty patent winner will they give a crap that a beauty pageant winner was told She cannot weigh 170 pounds. Is anybody going to give a crap? And that was the final question. That was the question. So, I don't know, guys. That was the debate preview. That was the debate in a nutshell. Move dial. Is Trump all of a sudden going to lose all the things that he made in Ohio? Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Colorado. You tell me. You know we'll know by the end of the week because polls will be out. CNN is going to rush those polls out. CNN is going to put those polls out, their narrative. Who knows?
Who knows? It's the Rob Zakari Show. Listen, we're out of here, guys. Uh, we're done with the program. We had a great I think it was a good day. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the nighttime show. I enjoy doing the nighttime stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to the program at night. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, 7 p.m., and that's uh, on the West Coast. It's 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 9 p.m. in uh, Texas. So listen to the program. I hope you guys enjoy it. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Periscope. It's the Rob Zakari Show dot com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Over and out. Goodbye.